Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. Grace to you and peace. In the name of God our Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening and welcome to this our service of Ash Wednesday. Marking the beginning of that time of reflection, fasting, and penitence known as Lent. As the church the world over has traditionally prepared for the time of Holy Week and its observances and celebrations and preparation for our Lord's passion and resurrection. We take our call to worship from the book of the prophet Joel. Yet even now, says the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the ministers of the Lord weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. Let us join in prayer. Most holy God, whose son came to save sinners, we come to this season of repentance, confessing our unworthiness, creating us restored and honest hearts. Grant us the healing power of your forgiveness. Help us to turn again to you and to your ways. Bless us with these things, we pray, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for Ash Wednesday comes from the 58th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Shout out, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet Announce to my people their rebellion, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet day after day they seek me and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? 
Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. From the gospel according to Matthew in the sixth chapter, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Lord, we ask your blessing on the reading and the hearing, the teaching and the understanding of your holy word. Amen. Lent is a time of reflection, fasting. It's why we've just observed in some traditions in some parts of the world, Mardi Gras, which means Fat Tuesday, Ferradienstag or Fasching in German. Some parts of the United States have the celebration as well. It was the day to get literally the fat out of the house and out of the kitchen, to eat the meat, because during Lent, by tradition, except on Sundays, one fasted. One refrained from eating meat, one prayed extra. There are all kinds of things that, that folks do to observe that time. I remember years ago when I was still in seminary, and I used to go conduct a communion service every month or so at, a, at an assisted living facility down at the, the end of the street where I lived on the east side of Bangor. 
And the activity director called and said, can you come do communion this coming week? Sure. By the way, can you help and be prepared to settle a dispute that we have between two of our residents? Well, I hope so. Well, does Lent start 40 calendar days before Easter? Or does it start when it says Ash Wednesday on the calendar because they're not the same? Oh, so I went and looked it up because I have to confess at that point we hadn't studied that part of the calendar yet. And I discovered that Sunday is a little Sabbath, a little celebration, a little Easter, so that even during Lent, one is not to fast, that is deny oneself on the Sabbath, that is to be a day sacred to God and to humankind. The other six days of the week count toward Lent. So if you look on the calendar at Ash Wednesday, it is more than 40 days before Easter because of the Sundays. So I called the lady back and said, well, that, that's the, the answer. Oh, good. When I got there for communion, the, the two ladies thanked me because now they knew exactly when to put away their dish of hard candies because giving up hard candies was their discipline for Lent. I remember as a teenager when we used to give up really tremendous things for Lent, like, oh, chocolate. Or we'd give up chewing gum. It couldn't be too painful. One year I gave up cream and sugar in my coffee so that every time I reached for my frequent cup of coffee and took a sip, I remembered it was time to say another quick prayer, have another reflection on the, the penitence time of Lent. Lent was a time of catechism still is in some traditions of the Christian church, when people are prepared for, for joining the church on Palm Sunday or, or Easter Sunday morning, which used to be the traditional times for, for baptism and the vows of joining the church. It's also a time for those who have been separated from the church for a time by their sin or because of sin, because of broken relationship. It's a time to seek the reconciliation not just with God but with one another that can lead to a, a truly restored and penitent relationship with the brother or sister in Christ but then with the whole body of Christ that is the household of faith in the church. Jesus gives us some instructions about that. I have participated with, with friends in Christ in receiving the mark of the ashes on the forehead and that some traditions do, hence the name Ash Wednesday. Trivia point for you, the ashes should be traditionally the ashes from burning the palms of the previous year's Palm Sunday to remind us that fickle beings that we are, we go from shouting Hosanna and waving palms to needing a mark of our mortality and our penitence as we approach the next Holy Week. And I always felt a little funny having the mark if I went to the, the service at the chapel at 6.15 in the morning before I went to, to teach classes and the chaplain would, would mark us with ashes at the end of the prayers. I always felt like I should go wash them off because we'd read this gospel where Jesus said, wash your face, put a little oil in your hair, that's brill cream or brilliantine in modern terms, comb your hair, wash your face, 
arrange your clothes properly, and let the world guess if you're fasting, if you're conducting special time of, of penitence and preparation, because God, literally, God knows what's in your heart and mind, maybe even what's in your belly, what ashes you've had as a reminder of your mortality. So the words the chaplain said were, remember, mortal, that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The same thing with giving of gifts. I've, I've been in a setting where people were invited to literally dance down the aisle and slap their donations on the altar to music while singing a vigorous song that didn't have much to do with stewardship. It was a really kind of a political rally song in, in another language. And I remember shaking my head thinking what happened to slipping it in the poor box as you go by and the left hand doesn't know what the right is doing. We're to do everything to the glory of God. We learned that in the Reformation from Luther. Soli Deo Gloria. Only to God be the glory, not to me. Not even to the church household doing good works, although we, we pray that through our good works, people will see the glory of Jesus Christ, his gospel and of our Father in heaven. But God sees in secret your Father, as Jesus repeatedly says, your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, we are called to pray together in other parts of the gospel, but not before others so that they hear us piling up eloquent words. There's a temptation for you when the pastor gives a, the prayers of the people or the pastoral prayer during a worship service. is to sound eloquent. God would rather hear us sincere and fumbling than eloquent and putting on airs. So when we pray for ourselves, by ourselves, rather than lifting hands and, and shouting in tongues, God says, go to your room. I'll see you. Speak to me there. I'll hear you. Ask me and I will answer your prayer as is best for you and in my good time. This is what God calls of us. We hear him through Isaiah and through Joel. The fast that we humble ourselves with before God that pleases God is not just giving up something during Lent for the sake of us depriving ourselves, but so that we have that much more to give away to those who don't have something to give up for a time of preparation. Who knows, maybe 40 days of Lent is enough time to develop a habit of having enough to share. My amateur opinion is that God gives us enough in this world, food, energy, life, shelter. There's enough to go around if we're good enough to share it properly. Lent might be a good time to make that a practice to be kind, forbearing, gracious and merciful as God is gracious and merciful with us. And what kind of an effect could we have if everybody who professes the name of Jesus Christ worked at modeling that outside these walls with our neighbors, 
with our coworkers, with our teachers or our students, with our teammates, with our fraternal organization, brothers and sisters, wherever we go, if we model this kind of forbearance, true love, care for others and sharing, what kind of an effect might we have on a culture and a society that I firmly believe has great need of that kind of compassion, that kind of love and caring, that kind of sharing, that kind of regard for one another that makes us safe, peaceful, productive, happy with one another in all the settings of our lives. But in that preparation, to remind ourselves and each other how much we need the events that we are going to remember on Monday, Thursday, on Good Friday, and on Easter. That by the end of this season, we are fully prepared to accept the need for a savior and to jump for joy at the gift of the salvation that God grants us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We invite you to a humble and holy Lent, preparing in every way to recognize in full what a wondrous, gracious, merciful, and loving gift our God in heaven has provided for all of us and for each of us. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Our psalm of confession is taken from Psalm 51, which is David's prayer of confession after the prophet Nathan had convicted David of having sinned in having one of his leading generals, Uriah the Hittite, murdered on the battlefield because David had committed adultery and gotten the general's wife pregnant. On his face, we are told, David prayed, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and my heart shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. 
Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. From Psalm 103, we hear words of assurance of God's forgiveness. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we were made. He remembers that we are dust. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Christians have always observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection. It became the custom of the church to prepare for Easter by a season of penitence, fasting, and prayer. This season of 40 days provided a time in which converts to the faith were prepared for baptism into the body of Christ. It is also the time when persons who had committed serious sins and had been separated from the community of faith were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to the fellowship of the church. The whole congregation is thus reminded of the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need we all have to renew our baptismal faith. I invite you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to observe a holy Lent by self-examination, penitence, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and by reading and meditating on the Word of God to make a right beginning and as a mark of our mortality, let us now bow before our Creator and Redeemer. Let us join our hearts and minds in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are in a world that needs your touch. Without you, we can't heal it. So we start humbly with ourselves. Sanctify to us, we pray, these, these days of meditation on your word the quiet giving of gifts, 
seeking to set aside our sin, to seek reconciliation with one another and especially with you. Heal us, heal your church. Lord God, we pray, heal our communities, our commonwealth, and our nation. Bless this household of faith and the church the world over with appropriate reflections, appropriate observances, heartfelt worship, and preparation for remembering in awe and wonder the greatest gift you have given ever to humankind. We lift our prayers together in loving trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught us how we ought to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the love of God and of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.